daring adventurers, dastardly villains, and dangerous climbs. This is Brutal Critical. Welcome back to Brutal Critical, everybody. I'm your illustrious DM, Michael Merritt, and with me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers playing Campbell Borto. We have Sam Capic. No time. No time. Playing Stagator Jarenson. We have Gordon Proctor. I I can't think about the gnolls. I'm too distracted about why the map has several little, like, peninsulas that look like Antarctica. Okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for the past two hours, okay? Alright. I'm playing your Anna Rabern. We have Savannah Baird. Who's honestly, Sleepy Time T really brought together my hit point maximum, y'all. Yeah, brought it back. I'm oh, back last, last from time I arrived the, to 51. Last time I arrived at the Frost Maiden, our, our adventurers confidently destroyed the the plethora of shadows and then immediately walked into a wraith's den and I'm tempted to walk out but no and got beat to shit by the wraith and his specters they then sealed themselves in with the wraith's desiccated corpse and looked at a few magical items and were threatened with bodily harm by monsters. And then, now fully rested, they popped the cork on their little uh, hidey hole and are venturing into the dungeon, the Caves of Hunger, once more. And that's where we find them. Wow, when when you kind of summarize it up like that... Um, <laughs> a whole lot happened. <laughs> no. We went through two rooms. Besides Yora yeah. getting the the absolute break speed off of her. <laughs> yeah, if, if I hadn't been ganged up on, that would have been a much easier fight. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It yeah. was really that, like, the chance of not being able to recover health hit points that got you. <laughs> yes, 100%. So you guys have a couple of options here. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys know anything about wraiths? That's a good question, Stag. Can I roll Arcana to know something about wraiths? Sure. One of you is bound to be smart enough to know something. Oh, I know a bit about I wraiths. I feel like, hey, hey, yeah. Let me do an, a history check from my readings. See if I know anything, which would be nope. <laughs> I focus more on the physical undead, more corporeal than the yeah. Okay, the icky sticky ones, the body horror yeah. undead, not yeah. the uh, yeah. the concept of undeath. Yeah. I mean, like having an army of wraiths is a lot harder to control than an army of ghouls. Yeah, they've got a lot of baggage. That's why they keep sticking around. Anyways, fourteen Arcana to know. You don't know much about wraiths specifically, but you know that ghostly paranormal entities like ghosts, ghoul, or not ghouls, but ghosts, wraiths, specters, things like that, they come back. Oh. Banshees as well. Those flaming skulls very clearly resurrected back in the earlier caverns. Yeah, we heard them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the Wraith is going to come back eventually, so we should go. You should bombados. We should go. Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Let's go. Uh, what? I mean, should we... Ah, well. You have go so many options. Anti-chamber. I was going to say, I don't know that. Um, Steg doesn't know that, but I'm pretty sure the mage, if we burn his body, the Wraith won't come back. You don't know this, but as a DM, I know this. It is wholeheartedly untrue. (laughs) Well, that's what I think. 
but Steg doesn't know shit about it, so he's going to shut up. You are super mad at front. Because y'all are being too thoughtful back there. You're arguing with God. <laughs> I'm arguing. I do that a lot. I do that a lot. Well, so, uh, okay. Should we try and be quiet? I can certainly try. Until we go down this cavernous tunnel. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So we can go downstairs. Or do we want to clear out this whole level first? Because presumably, I mean, we, I, like, met at not... Just going to come here? back. The skulls came okay. back. That the shadow is going to come back. It's, it's just fruitless. We might as well make our progress. I'm being. Well, I agree with that. What if something as important is up here? I'm being what if the thing like, that we're looking for oh, is up here? Yeah. The whole city. The entrance to it. I mean, we can come back and head up north if we really want and check this area out. We can come up a hole. Come up an ice tube. I said north. I mean, that's. North is this that's, way. I mean, we can attach like rope coming and, up here. and a python and just. But I guess that's true. We can also we do that. Check out this entrance down here. Yeah, what is to the south anyway? A lot. You have to go look. Yeah, we don't see. I mean, we don't know any of these other let's things do, are around. You let's know? do so quietly. All right. I would. There's very clearly a tunnel here, though. There's a what? There's very clearly a tunnel right here. So, yeah, like a path we can go. Oh, uh, like the same as the other tunnel? Yeah, going like down. No, no, like like a on level tunnel. Oh. This is a path. Yeah, that's a hole. That descends into darkness, which you know comes out in a bunch of hot springs. Yes. And yeah. So we can check that, or we can check up north here for this entire branch. I'll leave that up to y'all. What y'all want to do. Yeah. But I do agree with Stag that we should at least try and be sneaky. I think so, too. We All should right. be sneaky. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to engage stealth mode. Everyone roll stealth. Three. Stealth. Oh, or natural man. one, if you want. Wow. Oh. Hell no, dude. Oh, let's see. Wait. Stag, save us. <laughs> oh, no, I already rolled. It was a one. Oh, oh. wow. Okay. So. <laughs> you guys suck. I really wanted to hop out. Because she's huh? wearing armor? Yeah, it had to be a disadvantage. So I got a seven. It would have been a 17 if I... For a grand total of three. <laughs> Median. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are clump clumping. So down the hole or down the t down the tunnel or up the tunnel north. I'm gonna say the tunnel to the south that Steg's standing at. Okay. okay. Not I the hole, but tunnel. Yeah, no, not hole until I'm not we ready for the hole yet. No. This is a descending staircase of bumpy, rocky ice. Okay. Be very careful. I'll do my best. Ding, 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 Grab the token, Samuel. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. I'm gonna we'll relaunch there. It's acting weird. Ding, 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 so, ding, ding. So, picture Campbell is following oh. you. In your mind's eye. Oh, and now stop imagining because now I'm here. <laughs> ding, 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 stop ding, imagining ding, I'm ding, here. Ding 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 ding. As you guys clump clomp into the into this room. It is very clearly a ding ding ding. Oh, I don't like that. Oh cool. Campbell sees that and feels immediate visceral fear. A flat sheet of cloudy ice forms one wall of this 40-foot-high cavern. Something dark and humongous shifts behind the wall, its tentacles waving unimpeded. You become aware that you are not alone inside your mind. 
somehow this horror from another world has wormed its way inside you. Do mm. intro music for Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll cast Bless on all of us. Okay. All right. I think that's the only thing that I would do. <laughs> yeah. Trying to oust this. This thing looks old. I don't like it. Cautiously move. Hug the opposite wall. I want to Ooh. leave. I want to leave. And yes, I would like to leave as I well. I want to leave. Yeah. This is not a ghost. I can't handle this. I want to leave. All of you make no. a wisdom saving throw. At advantage. Oh, sweet. At advantage or just add a d4 from Bless? Yeah, it's add a d4 from Bless. Bless is not at advantage. No, yeah, you're right. Plus a d4. 18. You're thinking guidance. Yes, I am. Or set of wisdom. Three. Yeah. Wisdom, wisdom save. Well, Campbell's mind control. Twenty-two. Get your ass back in that room, boy. Twenty-three on yours part. I don't want to be in that room. What did the barbarian and the warlock roll? Eighteen. Fourteen. Both of you fail. No. No. Yora, so you're kind of you got your eyes on whatever this horrifying monster is behind this unknowable like creature is. And you bump into the back of Steg. Nope. And then you see that he is locked in place. Hey. What's going on? And I'm like, I'll I'll touch his arm, push him a bit. He doesn't move. Stigander? Oh fuck. Campbell, I think I think Steg's I don't know. I'm gonna uh, turn around to look at Campbell. And Campbell is also frozen stock still behind you. Oh uh, his eyes completely black. <gasps> Fuck. Okay, boys. Um, can I do a magical effect within range? Well, I'm not going to do that yet. I'm just going to pick up Campbell. No, actually, I'm going to uh, slap Stag first. Uh, you s- you slap up. him and a red hand mark appears on his cheek and he does nothing. Like take one damage. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. All right. I can maybe work with this. So I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick up Campbell and start dragging Stag into the next room. Neither of them move. They. It's like they're they're nailed to the ground. I'll look at the beast a little bit like well real quick before I do can I use a history check to see if I've read anything like this in my readings of the netherese sure right come on history it's gonna be a 15 no the netherese don't they dabble in undeath. Mm-hmm. They, but they just dabble. They're not like the red wizards of Fae. You know, they're they just they they look into all mannerisms of magic and stuff. But they're not necessarily evil. Evil. They're just kind of like neutral. But the one thing that they know not to fuck around with is the eldritch. And. So this thing would not have come from Yithrin, from the Netherese. I see. And just do a nature check for me real quick. I would love to do a nature check for you real quick. 
You want some help? An 18. You look at the... You, you think about the depth that you're probably at inside the glacier, and you look at the the kind of agedness of the ice around you, and you realize that this thing has probably been here for hundreds of thousands of years. That it was here long before anybody was in Icewind Dale. It was long before Steg's ancestors even emerged as a people. It was probably here long, much long. It was definitely here much longer than the Netherese. And it was probably here before any of the, the grand cities of the South rose to prominence. This thing was buried in the Regan Glacier. You have been here a long time, old one. The suckered, spade-shaped end of a tentacle slaps against the ice wall, roughly the size of the black cabin that you guys stayed in. Like, the dimensions of this thing are intense. It was oddly specific that you said the black cabin. I was just going to say a house, but like a house could be any size. So I, I gave a specific like dimension, like okay. the black cabin. As Yora witnesses this, this creature come closer to the semi-translucent glass edge, the massive shadow glows the massive shadow glows in pinpoints of light that she realizes are eyes staring down with intense malevolence Campbell the world around you disappears and you feel as if like tendrils or fingers are wrapping around your brain and squeezing and you find yourself awaking from a this weird fever dream that you were having of a land of ice and snow and you're laying in your tent along the tradeway in Kalamshan the sun is rising mm-hmm. the bitter chill of the night is giving way to the hot sun of the day after being in that that cold fever dream you're you're relieved to be in your natural environment you see a uh, a small hunting band of thrycrane the insectoid people passing you by and they give you the chittering and talon clacking greeting that they give to locals they've known you before and they know that you're on your way to Kalamshan possibly to meet your ship and probably greet them back just wave it howdy they head off into the desert to go on their hunt for water as the right green do much like the nomads in your strange dream followed caribou from source to source the the thrycrane are constantly hunting for water and are nomadic Campbell probably tries to shake off that terrible nightmare of somewhere that is so cold as he breaks down his tent gets ready to continue walking you pack up your tent and as you take a step onto the road there's a shuddering jittering of like reality and you find yourself like blinking away the sun and you're in the middle of the desert you must have taken a wrong turn or just kind of just kind of blanked out for a second because the road is now nowhere to be seen he looks mostly confused because he feels like he's Maybe not the best tracker, but pretty decent at navigating his way through desert paths. Ahead, you can see through the shimmering 
heeds on the sand, a large structure rises from the desert. Uh, with no other points of reference, I think he would approach that, if anything, just to get a higher vantage point. Nestled amongst the dunes is a towering pyramid. It's top instead of cast in gold like many of the ancient pyramids ancient pyramids to the east this one is capped in a black stone its sides white like marble ooh I don't think Campbell feels great about it but you know, I can't very well just stay lost in the middle of the desert, so he'll go to the pyramid. Kind of you can cautiously. see you can see that the base has a number of openings, doorways into the pyramid. And the the ground beneath you trembles slightly as you approach. I think Campbell's gonna try and identify if this is trembling that it's from an animal that he's familiar with like some of the dragons in the desert or giant worms or if this is more magically okay would an arcana work for that to determine if this is the magical sort or not yeah arcana would work alright boop eight it could be anything at this point do a perception check for me. Oh, I'm better at those. 17. You notice that the... That the area around you starts to get darker. And you look up and you see one of the three moons of Toral passing over the sun. Hmm. In an eclipse strange. Normally eclipses are maybe not the biggest of deal, but at least known. Campbell figures he must have missed the whatever notice of it. Mm-hmm. Tries to shake off the icky feeling that he has as he makes his way towards yeah. one of these entrances. And shortly after the moon passes over the sun into a full eclipse. And normally when an eclipse happens in this area, what it's it's one of one of two moons. The third moon never eclipses the sun. It's uh it's orbit isn't correct. There's the the white, the red and the black moon. They when the white moon passes over it's just like a normal eclipse. When the red moon passes over, it kind of sets the world in like an orange tinge. Right. Uh, and the black moon has never gone over. So when this eclipses, the area around you turns immediately to night. And the sky is cast in a purple light. Immediately the stars are out. And the trembling beneath your feet grows exponentially as massive, horrifying tentacles sprout from these entrances and wrap themselves around the pyramid, extending towards the point. And a red beam of light fires off from the point and into the sky. And you feel in your body, shaking you to the bone, a an all-powerful voice rattling through your psyche. Surrender to me! And the uncontrollable, unknown terror of the Eldritch crawls through your body. Back in the cavern... Uh. Yora. Yes. It's been like 30 minutes. Oh. And Um, at this point, Campbell drops to the ground. 
Okay, okay. This isn't productive. I fucking collapse and that's... <laughs> it's this not productive. I would Yeah, well, no, <laughs> I'm talking to the Eldritch Beast. Because I, I, I wouldn't have waited 30 minutes. What do you wish? It runs that tentacle across the glass and you feel it trying to probe into your mind. Is it trying to probe into my mind like a control way or a communicate way? You could just feel it jabbing at your psyche. You're stuck here. And if you have us stuck here, nothing will change about your situation. Now we have a greater part to play in happenings that I don't fully understand yet, but could we make a deal? You see those, the burning malignance behind the ice softens a bit and it seems almost curiously jostling your psyche now. I know what it's like to be locked away. Let us free and I promise you I will return the favor one day. Now it's curiously probing at your mind. Oh, God. Okay. I am going to say, say, Loon, fucking give me strength, please. And I'll open a tiny part of my mind to it. And the second a crack appears in your, in your mind, a psychic tentacle shoots through it like it's pressurized and wraps itself around your head, your your brain. And you can feel it intruding into your thoughts, your memories, your history. But it's not completely dropping you to your knees or anything or freezing you like the others. And in your head, you hear... Many millennia has passed. Since a creature of sentience passed this way, How terribly lonely. How terribly hungry. What is this deal that you speak of? You can sense the power contained within us. The power that we could reach Mere flecks of light in a cascading night sky. A night sky that you cannot see without assistance. Give us a boon. You would release me. I would, if you do the same. Not knowing what untold horrors I could pour onto yours and your loved ones. And I'll show him the army of ghouls, or it, the army of ghouls, the dragon of radiant fire, an everlasting winter, With it, the surety that if we're stopped here, those people are dead regardless. Hmm. 
You are a simple thing. You think that I will only affect the little dale in which you live, this ice wind, these ten towns. A mistake you would make. There's no way that you would just let us go then. I will consume your companions' minds. All of their memories. Their hopes, their dreams. Their wants, their fears. I would consume them and sustain myself for another century. Until another unfortunate walked through these halls. That's quite a gamble. Considering how long it had been again since you'd seen someone like us. So very hungry. So very lonely. Willing to risk everything on the off chance of one meal again. Seems like we're not too different. You may, with your strength of the Psyche, survive this encounter, and for that I applaud you. I will grant you a single boon in the hopes that you will return. You may ask one question of me. What do you ask an Eldritch being? Still, and yet fact. There are. Oh, I... What, I'm just gonna let him eat you, your brains? You punch us till there's drain blemish, then there's nothing left to eat. I did think about banishing one of you. Really? Just, yeah, but carrying the other one out. But I don't think that'll work. Um, you can ask him, like, what he is, if he has a name or anything like that. Yeah. And then later you can look him up. That's not a bad idea. That's what I would do. I mean, there is power in Eldritch names, so. Mm -hmm. Would I know that? I guess I would. Yeah. I feel like I would. I know enough about eldritch things from... If Campbell could respond, he would also know that. <laughs> well, too busy being afraid of the pyramid. Triangle the pyramid. pyramid. The pyramid. Alright, yeah. that's good. I'll say... What is your name? As Netron Hotel. The eons that stretch beyond the feeble grasp of mortal comprehension, I have existed. A cosmic whisper. An undulating shadow. Eternal aberration. Mortals with your fleeting lives and transient dreams you dance upon the stage of reality, oblivious to the cosmic symphony that reverberates with the vast emptiness of the cosmos. Ah, what am I? I am the Leviathan of the Void, the primordial essence that slumbers beneath the fabric of your reality. Your existence is but a fleeting heartbeat, a mere breath in the expanse of my eternal elation. Your civilizations rise and fall like tides of a temporal ocean, each epoch 
a mere ripple upon the surface of my boundless being. I have witnessed the birth and death of stars, the rise and fall of galaxies, and the cosmic dance of celestial bodies and an eternal ballet. Your mortal struggles, your wars, your triumphs, all inconsequential whispers in the grand cacophony of the cosmos. You ask who and what I am. Do you dare contemplate the nature of your reality? To peer into the abyss and glimpse the eldritch truths that lie beyond the veil of comprehension? Mortals are but blind wanderers, mulling through the cosmic dark, oblivious to the shadows that dance on the edge of perception. I am the harbinger of cosmic entropy, the embodiment of chaos that lurks in the interstices of your understanding. Embrace the terror, for it is but a fleeting emotion in the grand tapestry of your existence. Your mortal fears are but echoes in the corridors of eternity. I am an immortal of aberration, a cosmic enigma, a whisper in the abyss. Bow before me. Stag, timeless entity is right. That took so long. <laughs> He's been down here for a hundred years. For other people's time. He doesn't have a lot of people to talk to. He's excited. He is excited. I asked him his name, and he was like, let me give you a bio. <laughs> Just like, he dictated his autobiography there. <laughs> he hasn't spoken to anyone in a millennium. And he won't for another millennium like that. Dang. He had shit to say. Okay. It was all vaguely threatening, and none of it really means anything. Cosmic okay. entity. Got it. Stag, you awake to find yourself at Hingorat, the Mead Hall, where sits the the king of the tribes, and as you sit up, you realize that the horrible dream is over, that you are back out in the in the tundra where you belong and you realize that it's it's the day that you ascend to manhood that you are supposed to go out and hunt a great beast you take up your your axe and roll out of your furs and pelts and into the main area of Hingarat where your father sits drinking a tankard of mead and chewing absentmindedly on a on a chunk of venison weird uh, what is weird my son I had a really strangely in-depth dream That's today, isn't it? Your Yes, your your rise to manhood is today, my son, and I couldn't be more proud. I'm excited to see you triumph and bring back a great beast for which we can stuff and add to the Hall of Trophies. I've already got one in mind. Oh, yes. What are you thinking? Sabertooth cat. Ah. A great beast to take down. Your first true hunt. Not Fred. It's Fred. That's that's where the beef really starts. Well, I could not be more proud of you, my son. 
on this A Day of Days. He turns and he, through his big plush beard that cascades down his furs, he's he's beaming at you. Your mother walks in. And you see that she carries your big fur cloak that she has meticulously brushed and fluffed in order to properly maintain and uh, so that it keeps you warm. She drapes it across your shoulders and says, My boy, I am so excited. I can't believe you're going out to to take your your first kill in manhood. Hunted before is just a little bigger. You see, she's like securing your belt and stuff. The reged the reged mother's way of like licking her thumb and getting something off a kid's cheek. I'm just I you come back and you're not gonna be my little boy anymore. Stag, you run your hand through your long blonde hair and stroke your bushy reddish blonde beard and think to yourself that you haven't been a boy for quite some time in your eyes. This was a long time coming. I know, I know. You're 18. It's time, but... Ah... Goodness. I'm just... By Tempest's might, I just hope you get home safe. Safe. May he protect you. I couldn't be more proud. You turn to her and... Her... And she's she's also beaming at you. Her smile wide, ear to ear. You feel a slap on the back as your as your your kid brother, your your younger brother, Yorick, comes running into the room, saying, "Look who's going to be a man today." Does this mean that I get all of your uh, all of your kids' stuff? Well, some of it. I guess no more snowball fights, huh? These snowball battles now. Snowball battles. And he stares off dreamily, thinking of what could be more intense than a snowball battle. And he says, well, I hope, I hope you make it back safe, big brother. I wouldn't want to lose you out on the tundra. And he smiles at you. In fact, everyone in the room is turned towards you and smiling. (laughs) Big beaming smiles. Like their joy has consumed them. Their pride in in their chosen son almost exploding out of them. And then you notice that the smiles continue to extend further beyond the possibility of their jawlines. There it is. Big, strange, many-toothed smiles an impossible amount of teeth in their mouths. And your father finally can't hold his pride and joy in any longer and throws his head back and laughs. A big booming laugh. And as he throws his head back, there's a, the laugh is interrupted by a choking noise and a long, many-appendaged, chitinous limb shoots out of his mouth and extends into the air, cracking and snapping 
as it extends itself. And your father's head splits open. Running the the fissure running all the way down to his navel. As his body seems to fall apart and some kind of many-legged arachnid crawls out of him. You recoil in horror and grasp protectively over your mother, only to feel venomous fangs sink into your body as you turn and your, your mother explodes into pieces and a different, just as horrible and incomprehensible creature latches onto you. All around you, the people in Hengarat fall to pieces as these things sprout from their bodies and rush to consume you. Yora, as this thing is probing your mind, Steg falls over. I've given you my deal, Netarlotep. And so I have released them. And now I release you, Yora, as you call yourself. But you should ask yourself, what role do you play in this fantasy you maintain? Do you really think that you can abandon the mantle so easily? And then it releases your mind. I need everyone to make intelligence saving throws, Yora, you're going to make yours at advantage. Alright, and everybody still gets a d4 from Bless. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Stag. Oh, oh no. Oh, that one scared the shit out of me. I thought oh, that no, was your d20. My, did my Bless first. Okay. Oh, oh natural 20. Woo! For Yora. still got less... I got a dirty 20. Nice. What did you get, Stag? 15. Oh, thank God. That feels like a good number to to land on. Hold on. I'm trying to find the thingamajig. It won't let me roll. Yudoki? That's fine, I guess. Yor, what'd you get? Dirty 20. Okay. Up that. Stag, you're going to take 52 psychic damage. Oh. Ouch. Why have you done this? Everyone else, 26. Even with a natural 20? Yep. Ooh. 26. Okay. That's a double standard. You did say that natural 20s don't take damage. Well, they psychic take damage. Quarters. They would take quarter damage. I said that very specifically, that they normally take quarter damage. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is pass or fail. Okay. It is... That's so right here. Right in front of me. And Steg and Campbell, you are going to take, as you come out of consciousness, you or come to consciousness, you are going to take a form of long-term madness. Oh, what do I roll for that? Oh, man. D20? Uh, D100? D100. I'll go first. 58. Roll a another D100. Oh, I love the follow-up. 98. Ooh. Uh, you, you come out of consciousness, and at first you don't feel any different. But then you see Yora trying to rouse Steg and shouting something at the at the large creature behind the wall, but you can't hear them. Hmm. You are deaf. Hmm. Let me roll this. You are deaf for the next ninety-six hours. Four days. You are deaf for four days. Wow. 
Stag, roll D100. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's a 92. Wow, these are great rolls if this was anything else. Literally anything <laughs> else. This would have been awesome. Yeah, maybe not wild magic. That's the fun stuff gets up into the 90s. That is true. Make the moon go away type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn the planet inside out. Wow. Just stag. You wake up, you come out of it. And the fear that you feel is so intense. You're relieved that you were dreaming and that Yor is there and that this is the actual reality. Even if but it you are shitty. Yeah, you are overcome with uncontrollable tremors. That imposes disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws that involve strength or dexterity. Well, that sucks. How long does this last? Two days. Well, that sucks. Oh yeah. my god. You said hey. attack rolls. Basically anything strength and dex. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So I'm going to post that in your... Yeah. Each of those in your thing. Campbell, you're deaf. I don't need to put that you're deaf. For yeah. Yeah. You could put that down yourself. I just put that in my notes. Stag. Stag. Actually, you okay? Mark it up there, yeah. What? Are you okay? Yes. Oh, thank God. I have a horrible headache. I'm sure. (laughs) Campbell, are you okay? Campbell is just like, Squinting and staring at your mouth at this point. Like, clearly trying to think. What's wrong with you? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Can I roll a perception check to try and read their lips? I know you need a feat normally to read lips and languages you understand, but that lets you do it without a roll, so I was wondering if I could. Oh, actually, I hope you make an insight check. Oh no! Oh, I try don't... to read it. All right, that would make more sense. Oh, Twenty-one. You can... Oh shit! Yeah, you can. You can read her lips right now. It's pretty easy. She's shouting. She's shouting. Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell answers way too what? loudly. What? <laughs> Can't hear you, Campbell. You can't hear me? What? Oh, fuck. All right. I'm helping Stag up, and then I'm grabbing Campbell's arm, and I'm moving us to the next room. Or at least far away from from, uh, Netralotep. You cast one more glance over your shoulder at the giant eldritch being, and it has disappeared from the wall. As you pull your companions out. God, sometimes you're like, are you ever like, wow, I'm really like my dad. Sometimes. Oh, my gods. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to cast Mass Cure Wounds. Fourth level. Mass Healing Word. On all of us. Yes, Mass Healing Word. Thank you. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. That's healing. We're at fourth level. Sucks I went deaf in the cave where you get advantage on hearing perception checks. Right? Yeah. Right. We all get bad luck. 18 to healing back. And then I get six. So I get 18 plus six. Ooh. As you enter this cavern, 
every surface of this 20 foot high cave is polished to a mirror finish such that you are faced with countless distorted reflections of yourself your head spins as you try to keep your bearings crouched in the middle of the cavern is a gaunt knoll with ravenous eyes and a foul stench of the grave coming from it the creature does not cast a reflection and it lets out a horrid cackling noise and says I told you little rabbit I would come for you what's he saying and that is where we'll end threatening us no vampire no (laughs) or something (laughs) (laughs) Campbell Um, absolutely like interrupted this Noel to ask (laughs) (laughs) what is (laughs) because he forgot Campbell in particular I've got a uh, picture for you in the journal. I remember. Oh, that's not the. Doesn't look like a vampiric coal build. No. I just I did say no. Yeah. True. I I associated well, that point with kobold. the uh, with the kobold. Kobold up top. No, right there. Yeah, the I kobold, know. Noel. I know what they look like. I wasn't paying attention. It was the voice that. That threw me because I threw I pictured that voice with that kobold. Uh, guys, plug your pluggables. All right, if you want to keep up with the exploits of a deaf rabbit for the next four days or <laughs> fucking week and a half, two weeks, uh, follow me online at authorized entry on Instagram and Threads. That's where I'm at. Uh, I don't bother saying hi. I can't hear you. Just wave. I'll wave back. Maybe type something. I can read that. Uh, if you want to look for me, uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Brutal Critical Official. Uh, Brutal Critical on Twitch. And uh, me, Michael Merritt, on Start Playing, who uh, sponsors this podcast. If you are in the need of a table to join, you want to DM... Or want to have be involved in uh, in tabletop of any kind for any reason? Start playing is a great place to go. Uh, they have anything that you can really think of for options. Uh, anything from Vampire the Masquerade, D D Five E, Warhammer, uh, Pathfinder, and even some board games. Uh, Start playing allows you to check out DMs uh, before you join their games, and you can look at their reviews to see if they fit your play style. The DMs fill out a pretty detailed, uh, 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 pretty detailed like bio to showcase their play style, um, and uh, yeah, you can if you're bored on a Saturday or Friday night or whatever your weekend is and you want to play a game or you know you want to join a more long term thing you can go start playing and get started Uh, that's all I've got alright can be found on the internet at unauthorized entry seek me and if you would like to seek me, you can at Merrily Sav on Instagram. That is at M-E-R-R-I-L-Y-S-A-V on Instagram. And for my additional plug for the week, if you have a better idea of how Yura could have dealt and dealt with an eldritch horror and freed her compatriots, uh, don't message me about it. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yora's not a great decision maker. And um, of course she would sell her soul. So that's my... Actually, no, please do message me. Because I want to know what other people wanted to do. But um, but that's it. Yeah. Don't message me or do. Depending on how your heart feels. Message her if you're going to be nice. Yes, that's a better way to put message it. Message me if you want to be mean. Yeah. Ooh. I'll send the I'll send word along. <laughs> we gotta put it through the Gordon filter. Yeah. 
Uh, and guys, thanks for coming in. Remember to take care of yourselves. And as always, keep on rolling. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, all. Oh, bye, guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs>